Hey, I'm Tiny. And I'm Nate. Today we're going to show you the story of how we bought our first cash flowing duplex for just $20,000. It's amazing. It's amazing. <laughs> How'd they do it? Yeah, our point here, how did they do it? <laughs> you know, the point of this, uh, this, whole, this whole podcast is just to document our real estate investing journey. And this duplex uh, is one of the first properties we bought on seller finance or creative terms. Yeah, creative deal. So again, just for everybody who's new to this, because everyone is, because it's new, we want to break down real estate investing to where it's not so scary, it's not as spooky, uh, to where just the average person who's never done this can go, oh, maybe I could do that. Um, it's really not as terrifying as you might think, and we certainly don't know everything, but we're learning a ton and just want to bring everybody with us, uh, and we're just going to have a good time. So thanks for being here today. That's right. So what? Why don't I? Why don't I break down how we got the lead, how we landed yep. the contract, how we negotiated it, and then you take them on the journey of how we funded it. Sounds good. Looking okay. To it. So first thing we did is we went on PropStream and we were looking for tired landlords. Those are people that have owned property for you know five, ten, fifteen, twenty years that might mm -hmm. be considering um, maybe they're aging out of owning a uh, property. They don't want to be a landlord anymore. They're out of town and so they don't want to manage it. And uh, we just sent them some very simple postcards. And we got a call back from somebody that owned a duplex uh, up here in Bellingham, Washington, and they lived south of Seattle. And uh, at first they wanted like 700,000 for the property. And that was way above market. Yeah. Market was probably closer to, you know, 490 to 560, somewhere in that range. Mm -hmm. And mm -hmm. so what was really challenging about it at first is what to do when the seller's expectation is, you know, way higher than even, even retail, right? Yeah. Yep. So, so step one was just demonstrating, hey, in our area, in our county, you might see another duplex sell for 700000 but it's in a totally, it's overlooking the bay, right? It's in a totally right. different neighborhood than this yes. one is. And so setting those expectations was done through just pulling comps and sending them examples of other similar properties that sold that was like theirs in that right. actual neighborhood. Now I'll slow you down here because you know you've mentioned a couple things really fast of like we went to PropStream and then we pulled comps and people might not have a clue what we're talking about. PropStream is just a software that you can subscribe to and you're able to pull a bunch of information from. You could also use something like Redfin that's free and available. You'll get most of the same data. Uh, it's just not as fast to search, but. After that, Nathan, when, when you, as far as like pulling comps, you know, what are you, because we, we went to them with data and we're like, hey, yeah. and even that didn't work. Remember, like our goal yep. wasn't to buy a duplex. You remember what we set out to do? Like what we were going to do? Yeah. I mean, we were looking for flips. We were looking for properties that would make good wholesale properties for our other, for our other partners. And mm -hmm. in this case, um, they wanted, again, more than retail. Yeah. But what we were able to do was to suggest, uh, to let them know that we probably couldn't buy it at the price that they wanted. Yep. However, we have a database of other investors and buyers in our community that buy, yep. buy properties cash or are looking to buy and hold or looking for multifamily. So what if we went under contract for 30 days and I look to assign this to one of our investors in this community? Mm -hmm. So that's what we did. We went under contract, I think, for... 560, 570. It was more than yeah. I knew anybody in our community would buy it for. Yeah. And and it was, I remember you worked your butt off to to dispo that and to, to work with another investor in the 
the resounding, like what you told the seller was that's too high. And they were going, no, no, I, I know the market. I really want this for it. I believe, I believe in my property, which everyone will say that. Um, right. But at the end of the day, like if the market won't bear it, that's it, you can't sell it. And so I, I remember the patience that you, you had with the guy and really working with him and going, okay, let's see, let's see what happens. And right. you, you just, I mean, conversation after conversation, hearing the same thing back from the community going, nope, can't make that happen. Okay. What about this? Nope. <laughs> you know, and kept going right. back, kept going back and just you the, know- the value of just being open and honest and, and going, Hey, right. <laughs> it's not going to sell for this. Can we go lower and see? Yeah. Try it. Okay. Still not getting there. So I love that you didn't yeah. give up. I told you to give up on it. Do you remember that? <laughs> I was like, cut it. Yes, <laughs> totally. Totally. We could have. We easily could have given up. You know what? It reminds me of collecting baseball cards when you're a kid and you look in the Beckett guide and you think your Ken Griffey, Griffey Jr. is worth like 20 bucks, but then you take it to the, you know, you take it to yeah. the open market and maybe your neighbor's willing to pay four bucks and the, yeah. you know, the guy yeah. down at the card shop is willing to pay six bucks. Well, it's not actually worth 20 bucks if That's the right. market won't pay 20 bucks for it. That's right. Yep. So just, just, I think a, a lesson I want to kind of pull from our experience, little nuggets for people watching, like what's something we learned from theirs. Yeah. Man, just everything's negotiable. And I struggle with this still to this day of like, okay, what ballpark are you in? Because I want to qualify people in or out. Yeah. I really need to focus on motivation, not numbers. Numbers are mm. so much less important than motivation. As right. an investor looking to buy something off market or even on market, if there's a problem to solve, like that's the biggest one. Like spoke right. to a lady today, right. you know, they've it's they've got a two million dollar complex of property, but they've got pain, like they don't need to sell it, but they want to go do something else. It's like, okay, there's right. pain there. Um, maybe we can solve that. So that's one of the biggest things we've learned over the last, I don't know how long, year or so is longer than that, I guess, is if there's pain, there's opportunity if you can solve that. So not just focusing yeah, on the focus numbers. focus on solving the problems, right? Focus on solving the problem. Yeah, absolutely. Well, and, then, well, and so this this seller, you know, yeah. they needed to sell this before they turned a certain age for their right. own tax and retirement purposes or CPA told right. them to. But they didn't want all the cash in one calendar year. That's right. Okay. So yeah. this is where it gets fun. So uh, after getting offers from other investors that were, you know, too low for him, I knew we really needed to be at like 500, 520 probably to buy it ourselves. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. And, um, and other investors were offering similarly. And this, the, that they came to that number based on the cash flow, right? It was, it mm-hmm. was only, it wasn't cash flowing uh, very high. Mm-hmm. And so um, what we decided was to uh, offer him to buy it ourselves mm-hmm. uh, with a partner and but we needed the terms to work for us. So if we if we were going to get him anywhere close to what he wanted, 540, 550, 560, uh, 530, if we were going to get there, mm-hmm. how were we going to do it? We were going to get there by getting the terms we wanted so that the property still cash flowed. Yep. Yep. What do you what do you mean by that, by the way, when you say we get the uh, cash terms flow? we want? Well, just the terms, uh, yeah, so I'm trying yeah. to I'm trying to break it down. What's yeah, yeah, yeah. Say that in a simpler way. Yeah, well, if we wanted to go buy that property uh, using a bank loan, right? Maybe mm-hmm. they would want twenty percent down. So mm-hmm. let's just do round numbers. Let's say it's a five hundred thousand dollar property. They want twenty percent mm-hmm. down, so that's a hundred thousand dollars. And then the bank note says, "Now you have thirty years to pay this back at 
2.79% interest. Mm-hmm. Um, those are those are the terms, the amount they mm-hmm. want down, the amount of mm-hmm. the, pay, the payment each month, the interest yep. rate, and the length of time that the that the mortgages do. So this guy, um, you know, was willing to work with us to uh, do a lower than normal payment mm-hmm. uh, by just taking interest only payments, mm-hmm. which means we lose one of the benefits of the rental, but we'll come to that in a second. But we have the other four benefits. Um, yep. And the reason why we were willing to buy it uh, at 540, even though we needed to be closer to 500, was because the rents from the renters in the building were were going to be double what the mortgage payment was. So the mortgage payment was going to be Mm $1,600. And we believe that uh, by making some changes to uh, the rent rates and some Mm -hmm. minor upgrades that we could get uh, nearly $3,200 for rents Mm -hmm. each month. Perfect. Yeah. Yep. The the way I would describe it is kind of, it's almost like the recipe of the deal. So instead of just going with your traditional, like, if you need a sandwich for lunch, it doesn't just have to be peanut butter and jelly. There's a lot of options. <laughs> right. And so right. putting together a real estate transaction is kind of like that. It's it, Creativity is kind of the limit within legal bounds, but the legal right. bounds are really big. And so you know something like creative finance, I remember the first time you explained this to me, I, I was kind of like, it took me a second to digest what you'd said, but it's like, okay, we're going to do a creative finance deal that's seller financing. So he's going to act as the bank. We're going to have, right. we're going to pay him back like a 30 year note with a 10 year balloon, which basically means right. we'll have payments like it's a 30 year mortgage until it gets to 10 years. And then it will all be due at 10 years, which That's is scary right. if you don't know what happens before that, <laughs> but it, it makes right. your payment way lower during that whole 10 year period. Um, right. And that was an advantage. You were saying that was an advantage for him because he couldn't just sell the whole thing off. We couldn't just cash him out because he had some some tax uh, issues where he needed to make sure, you know, his income wasn't over a certain threshold. So he needed it over time. So that worked really well for him. Exactly. Yep. Yeah. Solved his problem, solved our problem, got us into a cash flowing property in an appreciating market. So I'll be very brief about this, but yes. I call this the yeah, unicorn property. Yeah, yeah. A unicorn property to me is one that is in an area where the values are going up rapidly. You know, in mm-hmm. Bellingham, the values are going up very rapidly. But, yeah. um, and so it's really difficult to find a property that actually cash flows, right? Where the monthly rents coming in are nearly double what you pay out in your mortgage for that property. Right. And so, you know, a, a normal cash flowing market might be Indiana or Cleveland, right? Where mm-hmm. you can buy a cheap property, but the rents are still high enough that you cash flow each month. Bellingham, yep. it's hard to find that. And so that's yep. why this is the unicorn property in my mind. It's it's going to appreciate in value along with the rest of the yep. Bellingham market, yep. but it also cash flows. Yeah. That's that's amazing. It's like you can have those cash flowing properties in those markets, but that two hundred and fifty thousand dollar duplex in Cleveland, or I, I shouldn't say because I don't know Cleveland, but those markets is not going to become an eight hundred thousand dollar house. I mean, not for a long time. Not so, for a long time, right? Not for a long time. So in an appreciating market, you know, you can do that within the span of ten years or less. So you mentioned the fear, you right, right. And you mentioned the fear of a 10-year balloon. What is mm-hmm. that fear about and how are we mitigating those risks? Yeah, it's like, okay, so how in 10 years am I magically going to have the rest of the 540000 that I didn't pay off? So it's probably like 440000 <laughs> something like that. What right. are, where am I going to get that? 
um, I believe, you know, so there's a couple, there's a couple different answers. One of them is refinance the property, right? right? So you do a refinance on it and the bank goes, oh, you owe 400 on it, but it's actually now, cause it's appreciated. Now it's actually worth 750. Right. Yeah. We'll give you a loan on that. Sure. That seems like a safe bet. And so then you refinance the property, get the cash out that you need to pay it off the 450. You pay off. The seller goes bye-bye and thank you very much. And then you have your new loan for right. whatever amount it needs to be. Plus likely right. access to a huge HELOC <laughs> if you totally. wanted to pull out equity because it's appreciated so much. So just That's right. That's right. So this the other part of this term is the seller agreed to a 10% down payment, which is awesome right. because a traditional bank loan might be 25% for for commercial property or investment property, right? Right. And so right. we only tied up 10% of the buy price mm -hmm. um, of liquid cash in order to uh, hold and control this asset. Which but it gets better. Still, which still is 54 grand plus closing. Sure. Price. Absolutely. It's still <laughs> 54 grand. And I was like, that's cool, but who's got 54 grand? <laughs> so. It does get better. So there's this little magical thing you can do with um, IRAs called self-directing IRAs. And so I, I forget where I heard about this or where I found out about it. Probably one of the many books you've encouraged me to read or, or we found along the way. Um, actually, it was uh, Robert Kiyosaki's series, uh, his, his tax advisor, I think, mentioned it to me. Anyways, basically, you can instruct your Roth IRA custodian, or you can find a company that will take your Roth IRA funds. They will be the custodian of it. So they're like, they keep you from just cashing it out. They separate right. you from that money. And you can direct them, hey, I want to invest in this. I want to go buy a stack of gold. I want to go buy a painting. I want to go buy a herd of cattle. <laughs> I want to go buy real estate. <laughs> you can invest it in whatever you want. There's a couple limits, but you just can't, cash that money out and like go buy a sports car with it. It's got to go back into your IRA until you reach 59 and a half. And then you can go buy your sports car. Um, okay. So that money is tax free, right? Because you're taking money, you pay, if it's a Roth, you paid money on it before you put it in, you're taking that money and then you're going and investing with that money. That's creating more money. It goes back into the Roth IRA bucket tax free magical awesome. now what's Massive. even more magical, magical about that is, is there's lots of people with roth iras like right lots of people um right so i won't give away who it is but someone very close to me um who's <laughs> who who happens to be um uh, an employee who's worked for you know a decade for the same company has a great retirement plan and um he's yep. like you know i'm i'm really invested in a lot of stocks and traditional stuff, but nothing in real estate. I'd like to diversify any idea right. how I could do that. And I was like, actually right. I do. <laughs> <laughs> so I explained the process. Um, I said, but the thing is, is you, you can't like, you can't buy a house with it that you go and live in. So it's gotta be the separation. Mm. It's gotta be investment. So you and I were stoked on this deal, but we're like, how are we going to fund it? We need another like 35 grand, 30, 35 grand. I was like, well, let me talk to let me talk to my guy, see see what he's got. Um, <laughs> so this this guy's name is Aaron. I won't tell you where he lives, but he lives close to me, and he's a super awesome dude. But he was 
kind of going, what's this real estate stuff about? I want to learn about it. So anyway, right. long story short, I get Aaron, my friend, to, um, after explaining everything, go, yeah, that sounds like a legit investment. He is going to take his money, and then I forget the exact return, but it is it is a serious return on his money, um, what he's able to do. I think he was getting eight or nine, no, maybe 11 or 12 uh, where right. it was, and we'll be able to do significantly better than that. And again, this is money that's investment money. He cannot touch right. it anyways. Right, right. I had us. I, had I a think CPA. he's he's going to get a guaranteed rate out of the cash yes. flow, right? He gets a portion yes. of the cash flow, but then he gets yes. also a portion of the equity when it resells. Exactly. So we used. So I yeah. I'll, too many stories in my head to tell all in, all in one podcast. But um, the way we structured this deal, because I'm sure some people are like, oh, "Great," but how do you do that? In the states we live in, um, this deal was in Washington, and so the way that we did that was through a promissory note. So we got a real estate right. lawyer. We didn't make this up. <laughs> Pay right. a lawyer, pay an attorney. They're, they're well worth it. And yeah. paid him to write up the promissory note. Got all the correct paperwork done so that he, Aaron, legally has that right to that portion of the sale when we sell yeah. that property. So right. before 10 years is up, you know, that's kind of the, the magic time. I keep saying magic. That's when the time runs out on the balloon payment. We right. can either refinance it and keep it or we can sell it. We will most likely sell right. it because of the way it's structured. And when we go and sell it, uh, Aaron will get a percentage of that. And that percentage plus the cash flow is going to be his full net return on his investment um, of 30K. Right. And so right. that is an incredible way for you and I to help people we know grow their wealth uh, in right. a safer way. It's not just in the stock market, which tanks every now and then um, and goes crazy up as well but it's in real estate like in an appreciating market like there's just so much security in this which is awesome like since since we bought this and set the new rates like they've been able to go up again it, it's right. kind of crazy so um yeah i don't know if i explained that well or not but it's just i get so excited about it <laughs> i start talking fast but it's just no it's awesome what I, what I love about this the most is well one of the things is it was able to help push someone into real estate investing that probably wouldn't have and they right. didn't know they had the ability to do it but they did they have for a long time and so it's like right. okay well if if that's true of my friend how many other people out there including my parents and people I went to high school with you know they've got a house or they've got a retirement plan and it's just sitting there being ignored by somebody in an account. or worse cash in the bank right losing value yes. to deflation it's, they're just they're just basically throwing inflation. money out of the window yeah yeah. Yes. So, so you mentioned a bunch of people there. I want to do this. It occurred to me, who are the different people that helped us achieve this? Um, it was the seller. Mm -hmm. It was, uh, our, our title officer. Yes. Title and escrow yep. officer. Mm -hmm. A great real Shout estate out to attorney. Chicago title. You guys are awesome. Shout out to Chicago title. <laughs> great real estate attorney. Uh, a, yes. a friend who wanted to be invested in real estate, but wanted to do sure. it passively. Right. Yeah. Didn't want to be a landlord. So yep. he was a cash provider. We were the deal providers. Mm -hmm. um, how about uh, say something about our property manager? Oh, my gosh. We have like one of the world's best property managers. So her name is Jen and she's an agent that we were actually uh, doing a, a deal with um, at a different time. And she's just a phenomenal person. Uh, but she's like she has a property management company. And I remember you and I going, OK, we don't want to manage this ourselves, even though you live close. 
Like we want right. to have a bunch of these. How do we do that? You got to have a team right. and people you trust. So she's so right. awesome, like totally proactive. So the, the moral of that story is find an amazing property manager um, mm -hmm. worth their weight in gold. They will keep you out of trouble. They will fight for you. They will avoid fights for you because <laughs> they know how to maneuver things. Um, right. Yeah. It's just, man, just amazing what she's able to do and um, just the problems she can navigate with the experience she has. Like, don't yep. find a brand new property manager who's not made a bunch of mistakes before. Like, right. Because there's a lot of them. And there's they're constantly changing with, like, laws around COVID and eviction and all that stuff. Depending on That's, what state, state you live in, it's pretty yeah. crazy. So find someone with experience. Yeah, absolutely. And my first time walking through the process with her, I was just like, it was this huge weight off my chest and my shoulders just realizing yep. how much work she was going to do on her behalf mm -hmm. to make sure that that property was a worthwhile investment for us yep. totally totally yeah and you can tell so how to buy yeah i was gonna Go say ahead. you can tell when you talk to somebody who's an expert in their field just the yeah. like level of competence that they they demonstrate when they're talking yeah. and they're like they're actually sharing real stuff it's not just theory or or buzzwords <laughs> they're like you need to watch out for this what's your rate on that how much are you paying for this uh what are you going to do when this happens it's like Oh, okay. Sweet. Right. Smarter than me. Well, yes. <laughs> which that's got to be the next episode, right? How, who not how, how we find our next two, who, who, who knows so who is smarter than me, who knows more than me, who can help me achieve what I want and how can I help them get what they want? That oh, is the theme of 2020, 2022. And it's definitely exemplified in Jen as our property manager. Absolutely. Absolutely. I can, there's, I mean, that's, I can point to our whole team as it grows and like, I'm telling them that I'm not hiding it from them and just being able to point it out. You know, you don't know this yet, but I'm doing that with, uh, with our cold calling system. Like they're, mm -hmm. we're going to make a switch and it's going to be so much better because I'm not going to be in charge of, you know, twisting all the knobs and changing everything. It's like, I'm going to, I'm going to let an expert do it. And it's going to be awesome. <laughs> yeah. So, good. Yeah. I love that. Powerful. Super I love powerful. That. Uh, I would also say, did we mention this last episode? about not uh or about the hesitation the natural tendency people have to not move forward when they don't understand like every detail do we talk about that say what's on your mind you pointed out I, I think people could gloss over like oh there were some nice people that helped him along the way that's cool the the thing i want to make sure people are getting our, our listeners here is we didn't know we were going to run into all of those people beforehand it wasn't like some okay. handbook we were following. It was right. we were tr we were trying to solve a problem and we just kept solving it. We didn't give up. We kept pursuing like, okay, what does the success look like? That didn't work. How can we do it over here? Dispoing it didn't work. Um, putting together a, a different deal didn't work. It kept taking effort and time. I mean, how long did this deal take to structure beginning to end? Three months probably. I was gonna say I was gonna say three months. So yeah. just because it doesn't work the first time or because the first person you talked to gave you an answer you didn't think was good, like don't stop. Don't don't just give right. up. Um, right. I would say, you know, the the things we didn't know that our title officer helped us through and the, the escrow manager was able to help us navigate. Um, we didn't know those resources were going to be there. So I can't I can't stress enough how critical it is to your success. Uh, to find good people to work with. And so yep. 
a way you can do that is like ask other investors in your area. Hey, who do right. you use for who? What title officer do you use? What uh, bank do you work with? What uh, do you work with any private or hard money insurance? Sources? That's another yeah. one we forgot to What's mention. What's your insurance guy? Hey, that guy's awesome. Who do you use for your multifamily insurance? Yeah, absolutely. Totally. Cause they're going to, they just know things that you don't need to figure out or like mess up. Mm -hmm. um, mm -hmm. They should have your back. And uh, That's good. Yeah. Just really. That's really good. Really good to get that right. <laughs> so, in the, so in the end, the title of this, How to Buy a Cash Flowing Duplex for Just $20,000. Obviously, that's a little bit of clickbait there. We didn't just spend $20,000 to get a half a million dollar asset. But $10,000 out of my pocket, $10,000 out of your pocket, plus Aaron's investment with the promissory note was the 10% down to yep. get a cash flowing asset and appreciating market. Then right. add in Jen. She figures out creative ways to uh, maximize the value of the rents. Yep. Yep. Um, yeah. And we just keep plodding forward. Go get the next one. Absolutely. And, you know, I, I felt amazing about this deal when we put it together. And it was just blowing my mind of like, I can't believe this this happened. And we did it. And then we went to a mastermind, sub two mastermind, and <laughs> faced more business. <laughs> how we bought like a million dollar property for like 65 cents or something like that. And it's just like, oh man, zero percent down. Yeah, we'll, we'll go find our zero percent down deal somewhere else. Four percent, like no. It's big probably deal. in northern Idaho, around some lake somewhere. It's in Atlanta. It's in Atlanta. <laughs> I think it's in Atlanta. Yeah, it's like a nice, beautiful, beautiful place. But anyways, I just I say that also to to say like we've got a long ways to go, but just know there's always someone ahead of you that you know. Some people Absolutely. might watch this and have the very wrong assumption that like we have it all figured out <laughs> we don't but we're just documenting as we go and we know a lot yeah. more than when we started um so that's, that's right that's my encouragement to everybody every week is get started like there is no substitute for like massive action or even just some action just do, do something <laughs> <laughs> yeah, do something even, do all, something all doing yes. something is better than doing nothing yeah. And this kind of counts, but it's just like entertainment or content consumption, like actually going and finding an investor, chatting, chatting them up, see, you know, who they use for title or go and meet with a bank, you know, start those, start moving, actually read that stack of books on real estate investment that you have in your closet. Yeah. Like, <laughs> That's good. Do it. That's good. Awesome. Well, thanks for joining me for this breakdown and everybody out there. Thanks for letting us uh, document our journey and for uh, coming along for on the ride here. If you've got any comments, if you've got a, 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 something you want us to, to cover in our journey, feel free to leave a comment below and we will uh, do our best to, to do that. If you want to see more deal breakdowns, leave a comment below. If you want to see like the behind the scenes of exactly how creative is uh, our creative deals are done, leave a comment below. Otherwise, we'll see you guys on the next one with Tiny and Nate. See you later. <laughs> see you on the next one, guys.